yeah, this has made me think, maybe I should wear it on the front of my body for a trial, like after I leave, and we do see if any, I'm like, ah, and maybe it's, maybe it's different. Welcome to Studio, the Ya 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 Ne 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 podcast. You're listening to one of our episodes in which we speak to artists about their curatorial practices and the platforms they initiate. For this episode, we brought our recording studio to Fanfare in Amsterdam. Hello, my name is Arif and I'm here with my co-host Andrea. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very happy to be here. Me too. Um, our guest of this episode is the Groming Gallery. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Us? <laughs> um, we are recording this episode at Fanfare in the Tetterode building in Amsterdam. And Andrea, you know more about this place. Yeah. Fanfare is a platform that organized talks, shows, experimental lectures and all sorts of conversations and program around experimenting with graphic design and with design. And it's also located in a very special building that is called Teterode, which we, in which we are. Right now we are in the top of Teterode. And Teterode uh, has been, was squatted and has been a studio and a residency for artists in Amsterdam since 1982 so it's uh it's a quite special situation that we are recording here i think our listeners cannot see but we are have a great panorama of the city of amsterdam and it's pretty great actually today <laughs> the panorama but it's still quite beautiful so we are with the groming gallery and i'll just quickly introduce the gallery to you so groming gallery is a roaming gallery in a backpack Anyone can submit to showing their work in the gallery and it's being carried around roughly 75% to 90% of the time inside and outside the EU, if we're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Each resident has a month with a couple of week showings throughout the year. And then the locations are posted on the day and you can DM for location. So that's on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, what's on show in the gallery at the moment? So... We literally just put in a new artist about an hour before I got here. And his name is Lee McDonald. He is a, very, a British artist, very British name, as you can tell. <laughs> and he now lives in the Netherlands and he's based in Groningen. And he, so it's a 2D work, but he mainly works in sculpture. So it's really interesting to see how he kind of approached the month-long residency. And you can see that there's a link to his Instagram page. And he makes, uh, he makes sculptures, uh, moving sculptures with things that he finds on the street or on his kind of day-to-day -day walks. And I find them also really funny. Uh, and his work's funny. He's pretty funny also himself. But he is also great with making his own machines. So 
I think he's a fascinating artist, so check him out further. And the the backpack is here, uh, of yeah. course. Yeah. It's um, how should we describe it? It's quite a large backpack, one of these waterproof ones that you can roll up a little bit at the yeah. top. Yeah, yeah, at the top. It's like um, it's a courier backpack, I think originally, and actually it's a. It was a leftover from an ex, so thank you, ex, for this, because they're not cheap as well. So I'm glad I got it in our, in our breakup. But um, <laughs> so it's a big Korea backpack. You fold it at the top, waterproof, and then you have this big A3 kind of plastic um, frame. So that is, that is the host. That's the dimensions of the, the artwork that I can carry with me. And the, sometimes I see these backpacks and then there is a kind of, almost an ad for a, a bike courier firm or something? Or did you did you kind of install the the case on the top of it? No, it was like this. Yeah, it was like that. But they're super rare because I need a new one. There's a lot of wear and tear that goes actually into it. And then a lot of the art sometimes transfers onto the frame. But they're, they're rare. I think they're actually originally like over 300 euros. So it's wild. So I'm on the quest now trying to find a a second-hand one, or if anyone wants to donate one, then, you know, get in touch. But, um, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of care that goes into it in a seemingly, like, quick approach, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. We're enjoying it, so, yeah. And what does it take? What kind of care goes into it? How do you, how is it curated? Mm, yeah, the curation. So I don't really have, like I said, anyone can submit. I don't care if you've studied. Um, I don't care about any institution. Um, your mum can submit. Your like dog can do a drawing. Someone who's exhibited in the Stadelic can put something in. Um, but I do, there are some rules. One, it has to be lightweight so I can carry it because I do carry it pretty much five to six days out of the week. It's with me. I take it to work. I take it to socialize. I take it to drink, like everywhere. Um, so lightweight. It also, if I, if I find something that you've submitted of offensive in any way, whether it's racist, ableist, whatever, then I will say no. And that's just my answer and you have to deal with it. But no one so far has, has done that. So... Those are the only two kind of rules that lightweight and necessarily have to be on paper or A3. Some people have given me sculptures or sound pieces that I also carry with me. And then it can be anything. And I'm not kind of judging what is good art and bad art. And as I'm saying this, I'm doing the like quotations. I, I don't care. I'm not there to also judge. I also think that's a whole nother discussion in, in of itself and how we see things and each other. But going back to the gallery, yeah, that's it. They're the only rules. How do you carry sound pieces? The sound. So the one I carried a, a sound piece by an artist uh, based in London, Shanice, who's doing amazing work. And so we had a Bluetooth speaker and I just hooked it to the edge of the bag. And then she gave me a 2D um, a print and then we slotted it in there. So, yeah, that's how, that's how we've done it so far. I mean, I'm open to other suggestions. And then it was playing um, as you were walking? Yeah, as I was walking, <laughs> as I was biking, I went on the boat. I mean, thank God it was like, I really liked the track. It was like a 90s uh, dance track, really beautiful. Again, you can look back on the, on the Instagram and hear it. 
So it helped that I also <laughs> liked the song. Um, but yeah, there were times which I didn't play it, but specifically when I was on the bike, I, I would play it because I wanted this moment where I could go past and people would do like double turns or just think of it as like a sonic glitch, you know. So that was fun. <laughs> and what other artists did you show? Yes, let me get up my uh, the library now. I think because we've been doing this for a year and it was kind of birthed through, I think, during Corona. So we have, okay, we have an artist that was based in Leeds um, who did an artwork. Um, her name's Kelly P. Culver. We did an artwork called I Love You, You Love Me. I don't, You're actually in the video. I am these. in this video, yes. <laughs> you didn't even know. <laughs> We then have another artist called uh, Rafinda who also created a QR code. And as you, when you clicked on this QR code, you also went to a filter and it would say this relationship is going nowhere. And that was in Paris because I was in Paris at the time and I was given stickers. So I posted some of these stickers also in the underground, in the metro. I had another really interesting one from Kimberley Beach, based in London. And we studied together actually for our master's. And she made a work which says, I wasn't aware I was working class until I came here. Now I cannot forget it. So she makes again great work that talks a lot about uh, yeah, being working class and then in this art world and um, what comes with that. So she's also another interesting one to check to check out. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And uh, since you bring up this topic of the the art world, um, yeah, and and maybe the barriers it comes with, mm -hmm. um, where did the project come come from in that you mm -hmm. know in that dimension? So how does it relate to commercial galleries? Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess for for clarity, it's something that at the moment I don't have funding, so I don't pay. We don't pay, but I pay for the printing. And if anyone reaches out or is interested in the artist, they would get 100% of the sales. The sales are nothing to do with me. It would be between the artist and the person who reaches out. But that's the next step. So that's why we're different. I don't take any money. Um, I print the work, but the next step that I would really like to be able to do is get funding and then pay people who submit. But all the work is usually, I think most of the time, I think Lee submitted something especially for this, but it's um, work that is already pre-existing so far. So it, it operates, I think, completely differently. I kind of see it as a, a love project, and then I'm basically maybe a, like a walking PR, but you know, I hate PR, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm kind of doing it for the love of art. That sounds really cheesy, but it's it's true. And I carry these these things with me, so I have to resonate with them because I actually I feel it. And uh, sometimes I don't want to carry this thing on my. It's it's, it's big. It's pretty big. <laughs> um, so there is like a, a physical action that comes with it. So it also helps me move in certain ways. I think I walk a lot more because I actually just want people to see things more. The next thing I really want to happen, though, is people that people talk to me on the street. Not many people ask me questions so far. 
Uh, I don't know whether that's an, an Amsterdam thing or I'm trying to work out why. But I'd love people to ask more about the art. Maybe I just need to initiate it. Who knows? <laughs> but for example, how do people know that it's a gallery? Yeah, good question. So the first, I think, 10 artists or the first year, I don't put any logo, no name, no at, and there was nothing. Um, so you didn't, you didn't know unless you um, perhaps saw me regularly, then you would notice that there was something that was changing every month and sometimes weekly, depending on the time. But now, as of last week, I, I've written on the side of the bag at Growing Gallery. <laughs> But to begin with, I kind of wanted to um, see what would happen if I did that and if anyone even noticed or if it was interesting or if it did indeed strike a conversation. But actually, it hasn't. So it's really hard to talk to or get strangers or randoms to talk to you. So I've, I've just put this this app grooming so hopefully it'll make it easier i was also wondering you mentioned that you travel a lot with the like you cross borders yeah. of countries yeah um and i was wondering did you ever have an issue with because art is it's not the same to bring a bag than to bring a bag that is art no like for mm -hmm. art you have to pay taxes you have mm -hmm. to declare it you mm -hmm. have to mm -hmm. do all these things and mm -hmm. that that's the, like the funny difference between yeah it's a bag but it's also art but it's also a bag mm -hmm. did you encounter this situation when you were crossing borders mm -hmm. no i think the the only thing actually that happens uh, that is something that I encounter, I think, is the physicality of it. Like, it's it's like a larger-than-life backpack, right? So when I, I always just take hand luggage, like, if I fly, and then it just, I think, is on the edge, I think maybe pushing the edge. I don't want to expose it too much, just in case any flight attendants are here. <laughs> But of the, si <laughs> of the size limit, right? So I'm always kind of like, I try and, like, squash it in. It's meant to fit into this, like, small hand luggage thing, and it doesn't really do that but because I can physically put it on my back it kind of uh, tricks the system a little bit but that's the only thing that I've encountered so far I and um yeah that hasn't that or, or a conversation or an issue hasn't happened yet touch wood <laughs> how did being art and you carry your own stuff inside or not oh yeah it's always just my own stuff So when I went on holiday, like pleasure, business, all the things that happen in between, yeah, like every day, I'm like there's tampons in there, pens, books, diaries, clothes, uh, food. It is really like an everyday functioning bag. <laughs> <laughs> It also reminds me of the project by Martine Laroche, uh, Musée Légitime. Mm, tell me about it. I don't know. Um, well... It's a museum mm -hmm. uh, in a hat and oh. the, there's a collection, but what's on display always changes and Martine is kind of carrying the museum and sometimes takes it off and and shows it. <laughs> I love that. Um, but there's of course like a different relation to, to the public here because, um, but I think you both have, you both deal with this issue of how do you 
maybe also you don't want everyone to know. No, I think it's also a nice experience of seeing this beautiful backpack and mm. maybe you don't need to know that it's... Yeah, I think that's what I tried to, was trying to suss out and kind of observe and see how people would also observe me and the work. Because basically they look at me first when we're like, usually when you're walking along the street, they see this body and then maybe if they turn around they'll see what's on my back. So that has also been interesting. Like I'm saying, it really does change subconsciously and consciously how I move through certain spaces when I have uh, this on my... And it's often... Um, yeah, this has made me think, maybe I should wear it on the front of my body for a trial, like after I leave, and we do see if... And I'm like, ah, and maybe it's, maybe it's different. And then also with language, I'm here, I speak basic, basic Dutch. Maybe that'll also help that uh, people speak to me because people don't talk to me really on the street in general. But I think, again, maybe that's an Amsterdam thing. I'm not sure. But I'm going to give it a go after this. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I do think people don't speak to each other so much. Maybe in Dutch sometimes, mm. but not randomly. Like... I. I don't know, what's your experience? Yeah. I mean, I am from a very talkative country. So mm -hmm. I'm from Spain. So I think every, my standards are very high on small, <laughs> small talk. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, here is like, I feel like no one really speaks to you, but I, I guess maybe it's also like a language thing. Like mm. I don't really speak Dutch, so I cannot engage in small talk things. Yeah. But I feel, for example, in Spain, it's like everything, everything is a conversation. It's like, oh, so hot today or you know like ah oh, what's that what do you have ah oh, very beautiful you know like so yeah. it's like everything is kind of uh, everyone is kind of hanging out all the time I feel yeah it's more on the thing yeah I mean I missed that I also spent some time in the north of England and it's way chattier than in the south for example but um I'm gonna give it a trial this front facing backpack and see what happens <laughs> yeah, because then it's like, obviously, there's something going on. This exactly. is not a backpack. No? Yeah, yeah ex exactly. <laughs> this person is carrying yeah. something. Something. And then, again, but it, also, I like this idea of, like, walking glitches. or And it doesn't, to me, I think it didn't really matter, I, to begin with, that people noticed or noticed that I'm doing this action. I think the main thing that I want to do as well as that the people who submit in the work that I just uh, travel with it physically or as much as possible and kind of give the work some uh, a chance to be seen but it is it works in a very uh, I think subtle let's say whispering way like it's not about like attention and uh And it's also kind of looking at things and taking the time to see, really truly see and watch and look and listen, which I think is, I mean, I struggle with that anyway. But especially now with so much going on constantly that we just miss things all the time. Like I'm constantly missing things. Um, so it's also a bit of that that I wanted to kind of bring back into focus. Yeah, I actually, I wanted to ask because mm. then obviously we are just so used to to see all these images all mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. unintentionally we just encounter advertisement mm -hmm. all the time and mm -hmm. also sometimes advertisement is art mm -hmm. 
So we encounter these kind of images constantly. Mm -hmm. But then it's very actually kind of contradicting our conversation about like mm. it being explained. Mm -hmm. Then it's actually kind of beautiful that someone saw that like on a, I don't know, second plane, like mm -hmm. not like not focus on it. But mm -hmm. then they realize maybe three years later that that was art, Yeah, <laughs> you know, or yeah, that they yeah. saw a... Uh, They, they saw an, an artist that maybe, I don't know, three years later, they really like. And they were like, I remember one day this image <laughs> passed in the bag. Yeah, yeah. And then it's also like a kind, kind of really beautiful experience because mm -hmm. you don't really have to focus on it to experience mm -hmm. it. It's also something that it just like comes across you. Yeah, yeah. What you were saying? Yeah, I think that's the like poetics. I mean, I think I'm actually super poetic and romantic and all of this stuff. And that's kind of what I'm like, kind of like romancing the art, right? We go for long walks and we walk past. Will you get noticed? Will you not get noticed? Will you write about the art in the newspaper? Who knows? Who cares? Do you care? Doesn't matter. Do we matter? Do they matter? You know, like all of these things keep going on and on and on. But yeah. Yeah, it's still, um, I kind of, as well, with the gallery, just trying to, I think, yeah, learn by doing. I'm a big, big, like, action person, I think. And most of the people that have reached out to the gallery are also, like, fellow action people, if that makes sense. It's been inter interesting to see who submits and also maybe who, who doesn't. I think a lot of people are shy. You were saying that it's, it has this romantic relation to the work. Yeah. And how is the breakup? Because after a month, it's uh, then mm. you have to kind of how did, <laughs> what what kind of feelings do you go through? Yeah, I think it is like a really nice mutual breakup. First of all, because the boundaries are set from the beginning, it's pretty clear. It's like a month residency, uh, sometimes maybe a few days more, a few days less. And when does that happen? When, a, few day, a few days, a few days more. Usually, that, that usually that's usually that's down to me. <laughs> usually, it's down to me, and not through like favoritism or like on purpose. It's down to oh my god, shit, I have. Uh, four jobs and now I forgot I need to print something like if I'm, that that's it it really is it's also part of my life it's one of my I think uh yeah it's one of my jobs that I do but uh juggling is hard but this is really like a really calm peaceful you know what's happening you know when something begins you know when something ends uh so I think it's enjoy enjoying the breakup is good it's a big like uh polyamorous gallery you know <laughs> i was wondering besides the um, sound sound intervention that mm. sounds quite challenging mm -hmm. what were the most challenging arts that you had to deal with in terms of i don't mm. know they were heavy they, they were yeah <laughs> difficult to produce yeah like, that's a good one um i think first of all what is the most challenging right now is the weather so part of the gallery that I used to have like a little uh, lid which kind of sits on top of the artwork which protects the, the print a bit more but now it's uh, with like core peak like rainy season sometimes water will leak into it and then so I have to like take it out and clean it kind of like every day otherwise you know 
it'll mold and sometimes I've collected like about what 15 centimeters of water in my backpack so I have to check kind of like every day thank god they're not originals and I do the printing um so wetness dampness is also a thing especially if I there was an artist called Luca all of their names are on the Instagram the full names um who put in a a sculpture so it was a I think flat like parasol parasol flat you know when you're and it's sunny and you have these parasols it provides you shade on the beach am I saying that right yeah and he uh, had these parasols from Italy and he stuffed those in in the gallery in the front of the backpack but I don't I think sound is probably the let's say the hardest quote-unquote perhaps to host um because you want people to notice it, but then I like the idea that it's passing by. How often do you play it? Do you play it 24 hours a day? You know, how hardcore are you going to go? But in terms of weight, I've, I've been pretty strict with what I can carry. So I haven't had a break so far. I was imagining the contribution of our previews guest in this podcast Milena Bonilla she may give you some she was working with stones and I was like <laughs> imagine Milena Bonilla is like okay this is my art it's like four granite stones wow <laughs> I mean then maybe we can do a collaboration like a performative six hour I mean I'd be into it uh, get in touch let me know <laughs> <laughs> the foreground yeah, so yeah. but but mostly like people have to contribute thinking about your your back health no like yeah <laughs> yeah they think they have to think about the the human and I guess this is where the maybe the relationship comes in right it's not like a one-off gesture that doesn't uh stay stationary or static like it moves I breathe and sometimes and the breathing gets harder, the heavier things are. Blah, blah, blah. But it does, the gallery coincides with what I also have in my back. So that's also partly my fault sometimes. If I have my laptop and my books, then I only have myself to blame. It's not the artist's fault. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's already people calling in to um, be featured. <laughs> I mean, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So those hotlines. You need a phone line, an old school phone line here. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, we have a contribution. <laughs> I would love that. Um, we're almost at the end of the recording, but mm. what... Um, What's, uh, how do you see the future? For example, I was thinking, mm. how do you feel about art fairs or typical kind of gallery gatherings? Oh. Is that something that you want to stay far away mm. of? Oh my God. Okay. I need to think, this is what happened when you record something live that I was like, oh, my initial response was that I couldn't think of anything worse. And so I'm just going to have another like one minute thing. Yeah. No, the answer is still no. I think it's like, it's not something that I'm interested in. It really is. I also want that if someone reaches out and wants to buy an artwork from the artist I want nothing to like it's a hundred percent theirs and their money it's their their work um so yeah no art fairs all I would like and what I'm seeking now is funding but with no uh, no ties I have no cuts I would like this to start being other cities not or not even just cities villages towns across the world so maybe I give people Uh, a backpack and they're in I don't know Copenhagen or Luton where I'm from or Barbados 
And then so the gallery is kind of starts to become bigger than just me and where I can move around to because that's also limited on time, space, money, etc., etc. So with also grooming, which was super important to me, I wanted to disrupt as much as one can or I can um, these hierarchies and elitist institutions and kind of um, shake it a little bit. I mean, to a point, I'm also come from an institution myself, but I'm super aware of uh, power dynamics within that and who is seen and more importantly who isn't seen and furthermore and furthermore so yeah art fairs and other spaces like that aren't what we're focused on or I don't have really any interest in that at all and just see it as a collaborative love story where everyone is kind of seen as an artist that they are or for what they want to be seen as. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for yeah. joining. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to see the backpack and recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I haven't had that. I think the only time that has, uh, and no one's been like, oh my God, it's grooming, you know. To so, all yeah. our listeners. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, we put a link to the gallery in the uh, show notes. And then uh, you have to be lucky. But you will <laughs> see it around Amsterdam and other cities. Yes, yes. Just DM us. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.